Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm Chelsea. <laughs> and this is... Wait, Wait what? what? Where I tell my best friend horrible true crime stories and get her reaction for you guys. And keep in mind, I'm a complete layman. Um, I don't like blood. I don't like gore. I don't like any of these things. I was like, what's a layman? And a layman is somebody who doesn't know anything. When it comes to this stuff, you know so much more than me. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, you didn't know what a layman was. Anyways, That's I don't true. know anything about any of this. And I have, we're just going to see my reactions. And real, real stories, real reactions. Yep. All right, Sarah. I'll take it Let's away. Let's take it away. Who are we learning about today? Kitty Genovese, otherwise mm. known as the murder with 38 witnesses. Yeah. So let me tell you about Kitty first, though. Her name's actually Catherine. Um, she was born on July 7th, 1935, to an Italian-American family. And there's a lot of video of her online, which is weird because it was so long ago, but I guess they were bougie, so they had the fancy stuff. Don't read ahead. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I just, I'm still like trying to like pronounce her last name in my okay. head. Genovese. Genovese. I think. Genovese. I could be wrong too. I don't know. Genevieve. 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 Keep, keep, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Anyway. Bougie. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Bougie had fancy stuff. Everyone uh, said that she was like real cool. She was known for being like the life of the party always talkative she was in new york city she loved new york wanted to stay there regardless of whatever happened and i only say it because it comes into play later but she was homosexual so she liked the girls teach their own so her notes are like not scrolling right now her computer is i think just as nervous as she is yeah also our friend carly is just sitting with us um so stay tuned for some commentary from yeah. carly carly's commentary carly's carly's corner so, March 13th, 1963, she was coming home from work. She uh, managed a bar in New York. It was like an underground lesbian bar um, somewhere in New York City. And she leaves work around. <laughs> For those wondering, Carly's commentary was, wow. Um, so, she leaves work around 3 a.m., she parks her car at the rail station and begins walking to her quaint New York apartment. Doesn't realize she's being watched. Meanwhile, this guy named Winston Mosley. Wait, wait, wait. Do you ever know if you're actually being watched? Sometimes you get a vibe. <laughs> sometimes you get a vibe. Um, but this guy named Winston Mosley, who had been driving around looking for someone that he could attack for two hours, runs up behind her and he stabs her. Hmm. Okay. So, at this point, obviously she yells, because what else do you do when you get stabbed? Um, I guess besides die, you yell. So, then the first neighbor, <laughs> like, you make a sound. There's commotion, I think, is the point at this point. Because the, the neighbor, number one, Robert, looks out his window because he hears her. And he calls down and he says to leave that girl alone. He doesn't call 911. Or ask if Kitty needs any help, which I find quite weird. But anyway, so then Winston, like, panics and runs back to his car. So Kitty then gets up. She's not mortally wounded. I don't, I don't know if we'd call it, like, a flesh wound, because she did get stabbed more than once. But she's not dying. 
and she makes it into like the bottom stairwell of her apartment. So then Winston is like back in his car, you know, peeping Tom, watching her, looking at her struggle to get into her apartment, waiting to see if the cops are coming. Um, spoiler alert, they didn't because nobody called them. So he waits, they don't show up, and he's like, I gotta finish the job. One part. Okay. There's the part where you said, you know, you make a noise or like, you can't well, snap. And I'm like, I'm probably like, I accidentally burnt the Carly, what would your noise would be if, if you I got stabbed? stabbed? My noise? Yeah. I don't know. Eh. 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 I'm stuck on the part about the guy, like, looking out the window and just yelling. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, how does that work? It's only 1963. You know, not a great year for anybody. Wait, how old was she? She would have been. That's. Let me find a calculator because that's math. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. Look, it's my first time. Born in 35, dies in 63. She's 28. She's 28. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming she made a loud noise, or maybe he made an out, a loud noise. There was a scuffle. Maybe some, <laughs> maybe some fisticuffs occurred in the parking lot. Either way, yeah, he he literally just like peeps his head around and says, "Leave her alone," and then yeah. closes the curtain back, but doesn't think to you know like walk down there or call the police as one would normally do. So she's in the stairwell. And I'm assuming she's, like, sitting on the steps trying to catch her breath, you know, because she just got stabbed. I'd probably be panicked. Don't really know what I'd be doing. So he comes back in, and he finds her in the stairwell. Doesn't take long because he was watching because he's a creep. He stabs her again, and then he brutally rapes her. Oh. Didn't see that. Well, then, Yeah. Well, he stabbed her. I think they, I want to say they I said it was around, like, 30-sometimes. Yeah. In the stairwell. And so he does whatever he wants to do or whatever. Finishes the job. She's dying. And he, this man has the audacity to take $49 away from her. And then leaves. And I'm trying to get over it. Like, like she seemed like the type of person he would give you money if you asked. So, but then Q's second neighbor, Sophie Farrer. I probably butchered that. I'm not good at names. Um, heard the commotion this time. And comes out, yeah, comes out and tries to save her. Spoiler alert, uh, fails. <laughs> she is dying. The cops have not been called yet. She yells out at her son to call the cops. So, so Sophie's in the stairwell holding Kitty as she's dying. Okay. Probably very dramatic. Could have won an Oscar for it, I'm assuming. I don't know. wasn't there. Okay. And she calls out to her son to call the police. And she basically just holds her as she dies. Which, like, that's kind of sweet, Aww. sentimental. Like, that is sweet. the kindness of strangers. So then the police finally arrive. Um, obviously, too late. She died. That's why we're talking about her. It happens. Um, I mean, it doesn't. That's a pretty tragic way to go out, you know. But it does happen. So, but... When the police. Carly's commenting. How are we doing so far? What would you rate us? On like a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, Chelsea's doing great, but you on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaving out information. 
How am I leaving out information? I said, I said I was going to burp if I got stabbed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Look, I ain't making fun of anybody stabbing anybody. That is not cool. But me, though, if it was me, <laughs> anybody who knows me would know that I have just a very strange reaction to this everything. And it's one reason why we are doing this right now. Oh, yeah. What happened after that? The police come, launch their investigation, and they figure out that there's about 38 people in this apartment complex who could have heard and or saw something that could have been pivotal to this murder. Okay, so that's 38 people who could have called the police. What does pivotal mean? <laughs> like, um, very key points. Like, information that okay. could help them okay. figure out who did this. Like, vital Cause, Yeah, because he gets away. Okay. Obviously, he takes the $49. After he stabs her and rapes her, he robs her. And then he leaves. And so they have to interview all of these witnesses. Well, nobody called them, though. That's yeah. the thing. That's what makes this so, like, mind-boggling is that these 38 people heard something happening. One person looked out the window and told them to leave her alone. But then the rest of them, granted, some of them probably were sleeping. But the rest of them did do nothing. It was 3 in the morning. <laughs> Well, according to Chelsea, like, people burp when they get stabbed. <laughs> I'm not saying when she's getting stabbed. Brought that one full circle. They didn't ever answer that question. However, there was one person they interviewed, like on a ridiculous level, which was Mary Ann. That's that's the girlfriend of Kitty. They spent hours identifying who the girlfriend was. They spent hours interviewing the girlfriend. It kind of sucked because they didn't interview her about Kitty or about what happened that night. They interviewed her about their sexual relationship. Like, that was the focus of these hour-long interviews. It's very weird to me. Six days later, Winston Mosley is arrested on burglary charges um, because they see him, like, coming out of a house carrying a TV, some things in a bag. Clearly, you're not supposed to be there if you're stealing a TV. And while he's being arrested for this, they start interviewing him and asking him questions about the murder because one of the neighbors happened to remember seeing a white car, unfamiliar to the complex, parked there that night. So one of these 38 people came in clutch. Because they managed to figure out that it was him on the off chance of someone mentioning this white car. And he, he confesses to the murder of Kitty, but he also confesses to two other people's murders and rapes. Oh and I'm just trying to figure out, like, you probably would have gotten away with it, but you opened your mouth. So that's on Winston. So there's, like... No other, like, information about this guy? Like, nothing else? Nah, he was a family man. And then he kind of just, I guess, went a little crazy. Maybe something triggered it. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, Nobody really talks about know. it. Yeah, there's always something. Oh, what happened after homeboy? He confesses? Confessed. Well, he yeah. goes to jail. Okay. Yeah. And he died in, in jail. So, I mean, best case scenario for us on, on, the, on, like, the him front, you know, like, he got punished for what he did. And he ended up dying there in 2016. Not in, like, a dramatic way. I think he was just old. It was, like, 80 years. Bystander effect. You know what that is? No. <laughs> I like to do this th these things because I get to tell Chelsea about the stuff that I know. And it's a very limited <laughs> universe, the things that I know. So when I get to talk about what I know, I it's fun for me. Is, but I don't know what you're talking about. So the bystander effect basically is... 
You can be a witness to something horrific, but you won't step up and try to fix it because you think another person will. So, of these 38 people supposedly in this apartment complex, I guess everybody just thought somebody else would call the police, but they didn't. And so, she was being attacked for an hour, pretty much, and nobody did anything, which is horrible. And then this also pushed for... The creation of 911 as a direct way to inform the police of emergencies. Do you have any other questions? I mean, okay, so what happened with the girlfriend? I'm sure she found somebody else. It doesn't talk about her much, and they didn't talk about their life together before this incident happened. There was no other further information about this guy who just opened the window and was like, No. Stop it. Leave her alone. No. Not really. The brother of Kitty, like, a few years ago, went and made a movie about her murder. And he and the director went and interviewed anybody that they could find that was around that time. And they found Sophie's son. And so he, being that he was alive, walked them through that night and, like, talked about it. And this is actually when... They rebuttaled the idea that 38 people knew it was happening because they don't think there were actually 38 people there. Could so, have only been 10. Still, somebody should have called the police. So, way earlier than it actually got called. So you mentioned in the beginning that her family was, like, bougie. <laughs> like, yeah. wealthy. Yeah. Uh, was this, like, a bougie apartment complex? No, everything I like read actually said it was very small. Okay. Very quaint was the description given on the internet. So I don't know what that looks like. But I it was mean, two stories. There were 14 units. Some neighbors, they are. This guy, okay, so Winston, this guy was just watching her? Yeah. Like, just randomly? What's he, yeah. Mean, if you could guess, or if you have information on this, how long was he watching her for before he actually did something? So, I don't know how long he was specifically watching her. It doesn't really talk about that. But it does say that he was driving around for about two hours looking for somebody. So, he knew he was going to kill somebody. When he left his house at 1 a.m. And she just happened to be the person he saw. Which is crazy because they they said that it could have been a hate crime because she was a lesbian. But I don't think he knew that. Like he just saw... Thank you. That's what I would say. It's a victim of opportunity. But, fun fact, technically classified as a serial killer. Because there were three kills. Same way. But yeah. Just think, if she'd have been like 30 minutes later, he probably would have given up. Sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have but any more questions? Anyway, I don't know. Like comments, concerns, gripes, gripes. moans, complaints. No, she just has a burp. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll wait till we get done. Basically, yeah. I just can't believe that he he took her in the stairwell. <sighs> yeah. In the stairwell. I don't understand that. There wasn't like a broom closet. I mean, I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get you know like a broom closet. Not all that. That but just what I'm makes saying, it so much better. Is, no, but what I'm saying, I'm not trying to justify what he did. But what I'm saying is kind of like the stairwell really is like very public. You know, it wasn't a very smart. But then again, you know, well, I needed to be found out. Well, so. I think it helps. That no one called the police, and it was three thirty, three forty-five in the morning when it all took place. 
And he probably didn't let her scream. Like, he probably covered her mouth. That's, you know, the smart thing to do if you're going to be a horrible person. Well, she was also being stabbed. So, but she did fight back. Like, I will say, they said she had a lot of defensive wounds. So she fought. But, yeah, it's pretty crappy. (laughs) So, back then, I know this was what you said, the 60s? Yes, 1963. How much would the $50, $49 she stole, how much would that be? Either, and I didn't think you were going to ask me that question. But you did. I'm trying to think of questions to ask because I'm still trying to process everything. So $49 in 1963 is worth $438. And I'd be so mad if you brutally attacked me and then murdered me and did other things to me. And then you took that much money from me. Oh, my gosh. But that's a lot of money. That's rude. $438. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That's why I wanted to know. I was curious. I was like, I know that that was way more back then. People are horrible. They are. Well, there you have it. Real stories, real reactions. Tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week as uh, Uh, she is going to tell me even more things. And I feel like they're going to get more gruesome along the way. Probably. You need to be, you need to stay tuned for that. And more of Carly's commentary in Carly's Corner. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Thank y'all so much for listening in and listening to me and my reactions on this. And we hope you'll tune in next week. Whatever is next. I don't know what it is. Adios, amigos. Adios.